Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode three from Atlanta to Orlando, the Time Lightman podcast series. I am your host, Leroy, and it is my story of how poetry found me. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say it is an amazing feeling to be with you, to come here once again and to share with you my journey into the world of poetry a world I thought I would never be a part of, a world that is filled with magic and mystery. This show is always about life, love, loss, recovery, and being happy with yourself. As I said earlier, my life in poetry began in the year 2000, and it turned me into a writer of pieces that I'm still understanding even 19 years later. Time Lightman is my first five-volume series of poetry, and ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, it was rough, it was tough, and it was a spiritual journey into self-education. A lot of times, I know a lot of you out there think about, what is self-education? And how do I obtain that? Self-education is a journey. Once you begin to understand who you are, the goals that you set for yourself, and where you intend to take your life each and every morning when you wake up, this is the way of you showing the world who you are, what you're determined to do, from the time that you understand it to the time your eyes close. This is way this is my way of sharing with you on the other this is my way of sharing with you the process that it takes to get there. And on the other side of this break, I'm going to begin to explain to you part three of how I got to Atlanta, Georgia, and then to Orlando, Florida. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here once again to invite you to go to my website, www.t-i-m-e-l-i-g-h-t-e-n-m-e-n-t.biz, or go to Amazon and get volume one of my Time Lightning series. This series of books will take you from my introduction into poetry and to the struggles of life, love, loss, recovery, and the spiritual journey of self-discovery. So if you have not gotten your copy yet, please go out and invest in Volume 1 in the Timelight series. You will find it at Amazon if you type my name, Leroy Fleming, L-E-R-O-Y-F-L-E-M-M-I-N-G, or visit my website, www.time. L-I-G-H-T-E-N-M-E-N dot M-E-N-T dot biz. You will not regret it, and the journey will open you all the way up. Thank you. Now, back to the journey of how I got to Atlanta, Georgia. When I was in Montgomery, I had a roommate that was like a brother to me. His name was Carlos. And our journey began when I got to Alabama State University 
And when you first get to a university, it becomes mandatory that you live on campus for a semester, two semesters, or a year. And then after that, at Alabama State University, you can move off campus and to begin what you call your adult life. And I ended up moving off campus either my first year or my second year. I just can't quite remember, but I know eventually all of the guys that I went to college with from Phoenix City, Alabama, we all decided to become roommates and to live in our own spaces so we could develop as men and find our way through the world. Well, throughout this process, there was a young man that we called Carlos, and we just called him Lowe for short. He was from Montgomery, Alabama, and he was a really, really cool guy. And as we began to mature in age, our homeboys and all that, you begin to want to find your own way. So gradually we begin to separate, not losing contact with each other, but just to separate. And I'm pretty sure that some of you out there have friends that you were once really, really close with, you bonded with, and then you decide to figure out what's out there for you. And then you take the journey to separate yourself physically so that you can get to know what your limits are or how far you can reach out. In my case, this young man, Carlos, he needed a roommate. And everybody said that he and I would be good together. And we had spoken a few times about life, love, loss, education, and what it means to have an enlightened mind. So we decided to take a chance. We moved in together. And when you first start out, when you're moving with a new person, you just try to get a feel for how the environment was going to be. And right away, our environment was about peace, fun, education, and conversation. And when you think about this, you think about a person that you are going to spend a few years with, how is that relationship going to work? Well, we made it work on several different levels. Number one is we had respect for each other's space. And when you have people in your life, you got to have respect for their space. And when you give them the space that they need to develop, just like you give anybody else the, the, the space that they need, what you're going to find is those people can begin to trust you. And he and I developed a strong trust. It was like a brotherhood. And have you ever just had someone that you knew had your back? Well, this is how we were. And my story about the bond that we had is he would take me to his mother's house, his mother and father, and his mother would cook dinner every Sunday. And I didn't make all the Sundays, but when he took me over there, her words were to me, don't be shy, eat whatever you want. And just like you find any great cooking in the world, you want to devour everything that they put on your plate. I mean, his mother's meals was just like my mother's meals. And when I would go there, I felt like God had blessed me to have a delicious meal with a beautiful family. I would eat so much that it would make him laugh, that it would make his mother laugh and his father laugh because the food was just amazing. And whatever was left over, 
she would say, now you all take that back to the house with you. Now, Carlos, he wouldn't eat that, but I would eat all of that. I left no remains. You couldn't find anything anywhere once I got that food home. And this is how you build rapport. I mean, our love just ran deep. It was a brotherly love. And when I got ready to make the transition to Atlanta, I was asking him, what advice did he have for me? He said, number one is you can't really go to Atlanta by yourself. You got to have some kind of a network so that when you get there, things won't be so bad that you won't feel like you're starting from the bottom so much, but you'll be working your way up. And he had a cousin that was like a brother that I got to know, and we just called him Dave. And he was the most spiritual young man that you could meet at that time. His knowledge was vast. He knew a lot of nuances to networking and people and environment. And plus, he was in the music. And by being in Atlanta, Georgia, the music industry was just starting to pop off. And he was one of those people that really wanted to be in the mix of that. So he and I and Carlos sat down one day and we just had a discussion about dreams, goals, aspirations, what it takes, how do you set them, what path are you walking, and come to find out we had similarities. And at this time, my similarity with him is since he was in music, my goal was to become an actor. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I think, I thought, I still do possess the skills to get on any screen, any stage, memorize my lines, and bring a character to life. That's just part of what my dream was. And since that dream was connected to the vision of music, then we felt that we would make good partners. But we didn't become partners, we became brothers. And he said, if you needed to relocate, look me up and I'll be more than happy to be your roommate. And I said, for real? He said, yeah, man, if you trying to get there, then I'm going to be the one to help you because we all got the same thing in mind. And what is it what does it mean if you can't help each other? Now, this guy doesn't know me from a hole in the wall, but because of Carlos's trust in me, him being a brother to me, then his cousin was willing to be a brother to me, and that started the transition. So I told my mom. She said, okay, don't get too far away. And I said, mom, the distance from Montgomery to Phoenix City is the same. If I go to Atlanta, the distance is the same. I'll be right around the corner from you. I can pop up anytime I want. And plus, I'm after this thing that I was telling you about. And she would always laugh at me. And she said, okay, wish you well. So I loaded up everything that I had, ladies and gentlemen. And I began this journey to get to Atlanta, Georgia. My eyes are wide open to the possibilities that my dreams await awaits me. And here is the point to where everything will start to work for me. I get to the ATL and Dave starts showing me around. And instantly when I begin to see the big city life, I begin to feel my place. There's a vibration that you get when you go to an unknown place and try to become a known entity. The power that it takes, the focus that it takes 
to make your life make sense and whole is to go to a level of being uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable, but yet I had someone there in my ear to kind of guide me. And the first thing he would say is, now you here, you got to understand this is not where, this is not like where you come from. The pace here is a lot faster and you can tell it the way people drive. You can tell it the way they are on the train. You can tell it when you walk downtown. Keep your mind on your goal. And we tried to sharpen each other up with this, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your mind on your goal. Now, what does that look like? For me, when he starts showing me the city of Atlanta, the one thing he pointed out was you have to understand the nightlife. So for the first two or three weeks, he introduced me to the Atlanta way of life. And that simply means when the lights go down, the party picks up and you just got to find your groove in that moment so you can enjoy what's going on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I enjoy these powerful moments because when you get in your car and you drive downtown or you drive to where you think the happening is, your mind lights up because everything is so vibrant. All the people seem to be so enthusiastic and energetic about getting out and partying that you get lost in that. And sometimes you lose your way. If you're not careful about what you're thinking about, then you lose your way. Now, I didn't lose my way, but I lost some of the ways. And what I mean by that is, I'll give an example. I went to a club one night. And the line was wrapped around the building two or three times. But because I went with Dave and he knew some people, then we was able to finagle our way into the club environment. And once you get inside, oh my God, the beauty of a party was something that just made my whole body just vibrate on a level of like all of these pretty girls are in this one building. They got enough alcohol to serve 12 or 13,000 people, but everybody is enjoying the music. They are enjoying each other. They are enjoying the environment. And everything seems to work in terms of the energy flow for when you go to a party. Now, when you get to a party, you got to release some of that energy. And that's what I did. But here's what was funny. I went in at 10 o'clock. Unaware of the, the the concept of time, I felt like I was in there for three hours. Ladies and gentlemen, when I came out of the club, it was seven o'clock in the morning and the sun was starting to rise. <laughs> so I just instantly said, man, what just happened? They just looked at me and said, man, that's their life. That's how people party. And it was like that every single night, ladies and gentlemen. You get to a place to where the environment is just vibrating on a level of pure excitement. And the things that you see, the way people behave and how alcohol impacts your life and how things you meet people. And when you meet those people, they have a tendency to knock you off course, keep you on course or make you just realize you're about to get yourself in a whole heap of intense partying struggles. Luckily for me, the latter didn't happen, but you get knocked off course a little bit. 
but you got to be able to find your way back. Ladies and gentlemen, Atlanta, when I was there, was a booming city that was on the rise of breaking through. Not like it is now. It's continuously broke, broken through. It has broken through, and now they're doing phenomenal things. When I was there, it was just on the process of starting to get in our music. They were still rocking with the music. You had all of the great artists there. And with Dave and myself, we were just trying to find our way into the level of success that it takes to be known in Atlanta for the world of entertainment. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings me to my next promotion. And I got to do this so I can get that support from you guys and understand where I'm going and where I'm trying to lead you. And I'll continue this story on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you. I want to inspire you. And I want you to take a journey with me. I want you to go to my website, www.timelightenment.biz, and purchase volume one of my Time Lightment series. Read it, get your mind involved to involved in it, and so you can share this journey with me on episode number four. When you get the Time Lightning series, you will see that a part of you is a part of me. And it's a pure reflection of my journey into the world of poetry and where it led me up until today. If you cannot get to my website, then go to Amazon and type my name, L-E-R-O-Y-F-L-E-M-M-I-N-G, and see the body of work that's before you. Like I said, I want you to start with volume one of the Time Lightning series. I want you on the next podcast with me and I want you to take this journey and it'll be a journey that will open up your whole perspective about the life and about the and about the journey of poetry. I thank you very much for your support in advance. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we get back to the story. When I was in Atlanta, a lot of things was going through my mind. The one thing that was important to me was how do you map a strategy to get yourself secure in the entertainment world so that you can pursue your dreams? Now, everything that I did outside of all the partying that I did, which was for me, I'm going to be honest. When you get out there and party, you party for yourself. You try to find yourself in entertainment. You try to find and release that energy that you have. And you have conversation with phenomenal people so that you can become a phenomenal person. And you have to make sure that those people are elevating you or at least advancing your cause in terms of what you wanted to do. Now, Dave tried to explain to me, Leroy, in order for you to make this work, you have to be able to network with the people in these environments. Now, me... Growing up, trying to understand what networking was, when I was at, when I got my degree in business at Alabama State University from the College of Business, there was a dean, his name was Dean Vaughn, and he would say to me, Fleming, in order for you to be successful, to be an entrepreneur, you got to network. Now, they explained it to me, but I don't know nothing about network, but when I look at it from the level of street knowledge, it just simply meant that if you or to hook up with your boys and you say that you're going to the mall, 
you coordinate that time, you find out who's driving, and you find out how to get there. And once you get together, you come together and you get there and you stay together through whatever it is you're going to do until the goal that you accomplished is done and then it's time to come back. So that's networking on that level. But when you are in a club environment or a business environment, it's, it requires the exchanges of business cards, trivial conversation, and how to link up to make all of this work. If I felt that I had to keep hounding you to help me, then that's a form of begging. And I, at that time, didn't feel that that was necessary. A cautionary tale for anyone listening. In order for you to build a business and have strong connection, you have to network. So don't be shy about it. Networking gets you to the level or gets you into places that you have never gone before. My lesson back then was, if I got to call you three or four times and I got to run after you, I'm not with all that begging, man. So you can just go on about your business. But Dave did explain the game to me. And I wasn't willing to play the game that way at that time. And at night when I would lay down, I would think about, well, what steps do I need to take in order to fulfill my dream so that I could help my mom? What does that look like? When you think about your dream, you have to think about what does that look like? If I wanted to help my mom, what must I do? Well, my money that I had saved began to run out. And when the money started running low, I had a college degree. So I had to go out and get myself a job so that I can continue to have a roof over my head. Now, I could be a pure dream chaser and live on the streets. But my mother, I didn't want her to worry about me that way. So I opted to use my degree, secure a job so that I could pay my bills and I could hang out with my man, Dave, a little bit longer. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is part one of Atlanta to Orlando. And I just want to let you know when you come back for episode four, we're going to pick up from here. And I'm going to share with you the things that I saw and the things that I saw in myself that became vital to me trying to really clear this hurdle and pursue my dream. I want to see you all back. I want to hear from you when I um, bring up episode four. I want you to be ready to have that book and just listen to the stories until I can get to the very point that I started writing poetry. And I just want you to Think about something as I begin to close out this episode here. I just want you to remember a couple of things. It's a little stanza that I wrote, and I try to use it at the end of every podcast because I want you to realize that your life has meaning, that you are valuable, and that the definition of your life is clearly defined by you. And I'm hoping that what I leave at the end add bits and pieces to that, and that as you hear it, it begins to sink in and you begin to move in the direction of your dreams. The first one is a stanza that I wrote, and it's a stanza I think that's very poignant, and it points to the direction of what you really are. And the stanza goes like this. Life does not require less of me. Life does not require more of me. Life only requires 
that I maximize the 24 hours in each day that I live. If I can do that, then my life will be changed forever. I just want you to remember that. And then there's Napoleon Hill quote, one of the greatest gurus of the world, in the world, who wrote Think and Grow Rich. He said, if the mind can't conceive it and believe it, then you can't achieve it. Think about that every single day of your life. Believe it, achieve it, and it's yours. And last but not least, Antonio T. Smith Jr. teaches that you can plant better. You can dominate. And if you can understand what your life is and you put the right seeds in your mind, along with the ability to want to work towards it every day, you will find yourself dominating your own life. And once you dominate your own life, you will realize that the limitation that you have, you're only setting upon yourself. So, ladies and gentlemen, I ask of you to go out and invest in volume one to the Time Lightment series. Begin to read it. Begin to understand it. So when we come back to episode four, when I really begin to take you into my journey from Atlanta to Orlando, that you really begin to see that a part of me is a part of you. And I leave you with this thought. If you were given a chance to wake up tomorrow and the world about you were boundless and you had the opportunity to live in your memories or project yourself into the future or to wake up and take advantage of the very day that you have, pain and all, which would you choose? And someone said to you that whatever road you choose is the road that you will stay on for the rest of your life. What would you do? Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Leroy, and I thank you once again for joining me on episode three of my Time Lightment podcast, and I hope that you have gotten some value out of the teachings that I share with you today. I hope that you come back for episode number four with a pen and paper or just your ear to just hear what it is I'm trying to say. And if it resonates with you, I want to see you back here. I want you to be able to sit down with me once again. I want you to be able to take this journey with me. And I want you to be able to understand that if I am impacting your life, if I am adding value to your life, if this podcast means something to you, I would please like for you to give it a shout out to your friends, share it with everybody and let them know what's going on on this Time Lightning series. Once again, it's been my pleasure and I look forward to speaking with you all once again on episode number four from Atlanta to Orlando, Florida. Once again, have an amazing day and I will see you next week. Thank you.